this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron, And I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. I'm the virgin. And we're your hosts. Guys, we have quite a book for you this week, too. We were trying to think of what do we even have to talk about at the top, and there's nothing, because it's just this book. It's the only thing we want to talk about. Um, we read... Slow Heat by Letta Blake. The voiceover from the educational video echoed around the classroom. Jason slouched near the back with his best friend, Zan, at his side. Like all the other alphas in the room, they sat in complete stillness, erections aching against the front of their trousers. The film displayed a naked Omega already deep in heat. He was beautiful with dark hair, pale skin, and long muscles. The film wasn't of good enough quality to determine the color of the Omega's eyes, but they looked pale, perhaps blue or green. He was exactly the type of boy who caught Jason's eye. Seeing him on display in the film, eager and vulnerable, left Jason breathless with arousal. It is Mpreg. It's an Mpreg book. It was recommended to us. And so originally, we were going to have... Producer Patty also read this book because this was one he showed some interest in and and jump in. After we started reading this, we we're like, this is romance 400 level. There is no way you could come onto this cold. It is so many different degrees that to get to the point where you would even start understanding what the book is about, you're out. It's too much. So yeah, I we f- told him, we'll catch him another time. <laughs> I do feel like I am... A little bit qualified after 30-some episodes of this podcast, but just barely. I think this was the perfect time for me to read this book. Oh, yeah. We could not have read this any sooner. That It's like throwing a child into deep water when they've had, like, no swimming lessons if we did it to Pat. For me, at least I've been in the deep end a little bit. I've we put touched the bottom. On. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm past floaties at this point, right? Yeah, maybe that board they give you, that yeah. buoyant board. It's it's within distance of reaching if I need it. Right, we're yeah. still watching you the whole time. We, <laughs> you can't, we can't have more than one corona while we're watching. That's true. Um, I do have to So say- when a kid then gets better at swimming, you're saying as many coronas as you can stomach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's judge a cover because I do just want to jump in. Uh-huh. Now, I hate this cover. Yes. This cover does a disservice to this book. It really does. And also, who are these people? They're not the people that I learned to love. No, they are not the people in the book. These are two, I mean, they're very handsome men, but they're both young. They're both, like, dark-haired. One is tattooed, but he looks like the younger one, and that's not right. Yes. The whole, th- no. Yeah, I I wish that this cover was better because I think the book is better than this cover. And yeah, yeah uh, they're supposed to be 35 and 19. Mm-hmm. These and they, people are both the same age and they are both 22. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not a big fan. But again, wh- what we've learned from doing this podcast is that the author rarely has any real choice uh, on what their cover is mm-hmm. a lot of times. So this might not be like a conscious effort. This might just be like, oh, this is the best of the options I was given. Right. Now, do you think this should have had a cartoon cover? No. I mean, because I'm (laughs) anti-cartoon cover in total. But Um, cartoon (laughs) cover might be better. But imagine you pick up this book with a cartoon cover. Yeah. And it's just two guys. It's like slow heat. 
and then you get this book, that would be the ultimate in the deception of a cartoon cover. Almost I want them to do that now to just fuck with people. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, oh, you think it's cute? Oh, you yeah. think you're cute? All right, Would here it go. be like Vale with his butt kind of in the air a little oh, bit? Vale presenting? Like leaning, yeah, like leaning over heat. <laughs> like like he, <laughs> he would just be leaning over heat, and then you would have um, Jason just kind of like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to resist. Mm-hmm. Like like biting his standing in that window, which was his favorite thing. Biting his his like fist like Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> I don't know that reference, but yeah, okay. it's a very old reference. <laughs> um, so this cover it does a disservice and a no. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this cover now. And I must say, I was really did not want to do an Mpreg because I thought it was going to be overly silly. And it is funny to say, because this does exist in something called the Omegaverse, which I have done some research on and is fascinating to me now. But it is a very tender, well-told, well-written, really good book. Like, I would recommend this to people. Like, if <laughs> it's wild. It, there's a lot of rules in it that are very odd. But, like, as far as, like, characterization and story, like, it's really well done it's one of the better ones we've read i would say i completely agree (laughs) i again thought mpreg would be fun a little bit goofy Mm -hmm. right uh just because the you know it's it seemed like that kind of thing like here's a book that is not like uh historical or a modern it's kind of on that side of some of the weirder books that we've done i mean i you you said it like i was so invested in this world and curious and i usually don't like world building but there's so many laws and there's so much that goes into uh like finding your mate imprinting and then contracting or like then there's a wolf god Wolf God. So I, (laughs) the Wolf God came out of nowhere because when they, someone exclaims, ah, Wolf God, I'm like, Wolf God, this book, it buried the lead. This book should be about Wolf God. But, but I mean, also, no, it should be about Impreg because this is a great book. But like, there's so much that I was, I rarely with these books want to get more into the world. How does this whole, all this work with poor people? Mm hmm. Because everybody in this book was pretty well off. Mm-hmm. So they were able to afford like doctors and lawyers for the contracts and all these different things. But yeah, I wanted a more expansive world and I wanted to know who this wolf god is. Yeah, I feel like so as part of this podcast, in case you're just coming in for this episode. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> what I would say is if this is your first episode, maybe listen to a few previous ones before this. Trust but me. Also, like, so we spoil the book. So like, I would say do read this book. But we will spoil it, though, so just as a caveat. Normally we don't say that to people, but I do feel like for this one, I don't know. I have not heard about people talking about Mpreg as much or the Omegaverse, really. So I want to make sure that, like, you know, we are going to spoil it, and it is worth reading. Now, the Omegaverse, just to ask, because you, of course, are the veteran Mm -hmm. and the virgin, um, the Omegaverse, is that something that Letta Blake created? No, no. Is this a piece in a larger universe created by somebody else that people write stories out of? Yeah. So I'm sure that our readers, I mean, our listeners are going to be know more about this than I will. 
And the woman who recommended this will probably know the most. So correct me because I love being corrected. Do you? Because mm. <laughs> you hate it when I do it. That's well, why I never do it. <laughs> you, but you're always right, so I never have exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. There we go. So I, this started as, so do you know what AU is? Uh, Arizona University. Big party school. <laughs> That's ASU. Oh. Um, alternative universe. So basically it's a part of fan fiction where you basically take characters and set up that exist already and then you make it an alternative universe. Is that like slash fiction? Yeah, basically. So it's part of the, a like a kinkier version of AU, this M-Preg started. So when I first heard about it, it was around the show Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and um, the other guy. And it was about... The Hobbit. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. And so it was that. And I was like, well, that's a strange corner of the internet, but okay, this is something people want to write. And I'm like generally like pro fan fiction. I think it's interesting. Um, And so I don't know if it started specifically with that. That was the first time I heard about it. It could have started with something else. And so that has sort of spun out into a bigger universe where now the Omegaverse, which is that the Omegaverse is basically that there are two, there's like a higher sex and a lower sex. And that's basically all it is. And a lot of times there can also be a shifter aspect to it, but they're always alphas, omegas at at a minimum. Yeah. So in these alphas are the dominant Mm -hmm. and omegas are pretty much owned by the alphas. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are the alpha is the top and the omega is the bottom in Mm -hmm. the sex all the time. Usually, right? Yeah. Yes. An alpha du- is, not, is not supposed to get penetrated. Right. And so in this, we'll only talk sort of about the universe that she has created in this book. There's the only one we can really speak to. But like in general, I think that's the the bigger of like what's going on for like the Omegaverse. So, but in the same universe that this exists in, uh, Sherlock is Stupp and Watson? <laughs> I guess so. Because wasn't there like a One Direction one? Oh, yeah. I think now it's all kinds of – it's all over the place. Like any two – Like Cousin Larry and Balky. I'm sure. Or write it. Yeah. They'll welcome it. But in this universe, this is done in like a future where there is – there are no human women. The the great death. Which is – Has happened. Frightening. And something that she does that is really well done where she always gives you just enough information so you're not lost. Mm -hmm. But none that you're like, oh, we fucking get it already. I think that's something that you put your finger right on because most of those books – most of the books that we've read that have world building, I'm like, enough. It's Mm -hmm. too much. But like I said, I need more information (laughs) because I need to know why – You don't need more information but you want more information. And that's the perfect point. But also, how did all the women die? And also, there's animals that are female because mm-hmm. Zephyr is Vale's cat, and it's a female cat. Well, all cats are female, right? That's true. What? I just assume all cats are female. No. Wait, you know what we never did? What is this book about? Oh, we're <laughs> so far past what this book is about. I think try. Okay. To try to center us somewhere. It takes place in the Omegaverse. <laughs> And okay, so this is a story of Jason, who is an alpha, who is at alpha school. And he is with his roommate, Zane, who this is an unprecedented for a book that we've had. Uh, there's actually sex with somebody that's not the main 
hero. Yeah. So Zane is an alpha as well that likes to pretend to be an Omega. And there's, I thought that was going to be the story. Me too. I had to check. And then it's not because mm-hmm. there's something called your ergoscape. Is that how you say it? Ergoscape? Say- <laughs> Gapes in there, right? Aeroscape? <laughs> Are you just gonna let me flounder? I call I was saying aeroscape. 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 <laughs> You're my aeroscape. Well, because agape is the kind of love that they're talking because she says that like eros is one kind of love and gape is another. You're kind probably of love. correct. So I was saying aeroscape. Aeroscape. So <laughs> if you find your aeroscape, that is your s- fated mate. That is yeah. you are bonded stronger than any other mating so an an alpha can mate with an omega but if it's your (laughs) aeroscape then it's a all different levels of orgasms all different feelings and like a, a a huge like strong love can grow now the twist of this book is that jason's 19 and he's at alpha school and there's a professor at his school named vale who's 35 and he's an omega and he turns out to be Jason's Eroscape. And <laughs> as all good meat cutes, um, Jason grabs Vale. They're in a library. In the library <laughs> and grabs him by the throat and bends him over a table and starts ripping at his clothes. And security has to come and give him Alpha Quell, which is something that makes you be less of an alpha. And Vale takes this very well for a guy who's being assaulted. But in this world, you can, even if someone's your escape, you can still charge them with assault Mm -hmm. if they do something before you're contracted. Because there's a whole bunch of paperwork (laughs) that goes into being someone's escape. And Vale, who was 35 and didn't know if he was ever going to find his, had found solace in uh, other alphas numerous alphas we can get into that but he has an alpha that he he is with right now named or what's his name oru i couldn't oru yeah like a boy he has like a boyfriend he has like a boyfriend um but uh that they're not eroscape so once the eroscape comes into it it's a whole different ballgame so anyway the big crux of this is that there is um babies are so coveted in this world that Jason uh, is 19 and doesn't really know whether he wants to have kids or not. But Vale can't really have kids, or if he does, there's a very big chance that he could die. So uh, it's whether or not Jason wants to actually bond with uh, Vale or not. In, there could not be a baby. Um, or does he want to contract and uh, get uh, uh, have a baby with an Omega that is not his Eroscape. And then the family gets involved. The dad of Jason has the, his own secret past when it comes to the his Omega, Pater, right? Uh, there's a whole thing going on there. But it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with can, are these two people willing to sacrifice what it takes to be in a bonded relationship as omega and alpha mm-hmm. did was that you that was an excellent that was really well done thank you because i'm obsessed with this book <laughs> because it there's so much to it uh-huh and then everybody's leaking 
everywhere all the time. Oh, so much slick. There's slick coming out of buttholes. There's uh, Very coming fragrant. in pantses. Mm-hmm. Well, they all smell each other's musk constantly. Well, because, like, yeah. So the thing is about... Vale and Jason is like their bodies are reacting faster than emotionally where they are. And so whenever Vale sees Jason, he his asshole gets slick, which is what we hear to the point where he has to like change his underwear sometimes because it's just weeping. This world is Hane's wet dream. Not to I'm going to. Yeah, that was a pun on purpose. (laughs) But the amount of underwear that these Omegas have to go through. I mean, this is this is great for big underwear, right? Like they they love this. But it seems like a nightmare world because, number one, it is all men. And like a world. But the men, it was all in in a way that you think like a world with just men would be like very violent and no one would talk about their emotions. It is clinical in their approach to love but like people are very like sweet and kind to each other but they're also coming all the time constantly <laughs> and their butts are always wet there's a scene where <laughs> butts are always wet they are i'm not making that Just up veil yeah well because well, i don't think i think only omegas can get have the slick i didn't hear it from anyone else no betas because there's also betas who are basically like supposedly asexual but they do end up like bonding and they can have sex but they can never have children like the thing is like only an alpha and omega can make a child yes there and and omegas (laughs) have been it's alluded to genetically altered altered to take uh uh babies because women are dead but there's a scene in this where jason calls Vale. And they're having a conversation, and then it turns into phone sex, a jerk-off sesh. And I don't can't remember if it's Jason or Vale says, oh, that's not what I called about. <laughs> and I feel like Vail in this world it. of all men who just, like, ejaculate all the time, that's most phone calls. <laughs> Where you're, like, calling uh, T-Mobile for, like, to talk about your phone, and all of a sudden you're jacking off, and then you're like, well, okay, but about my bill. <laughs> like, this is – in all the educational films – so this book opens with Jason and Zane watching an educational film at their university. That is a porno film. Right, because they also have to be taught about the – the physiology of omegas and like how to fuck them. But it seems like fucking them is just putting your dick in. Yes. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of like mystery and then nodding. Well, they dig very deep into it and everybody's very obsessed with sex in this world to the point where Vale is a 35 year old dignified uh, academic who also writes poems, which are all about fucking, even if some of them are veiled. Like Jason reads them, the ones that are deemed appropriate by his parents, they rip the other ones out. And even the ones that are appropriate, he goes to Vale and is like, this line here is about fucking, right? (laughs) Yeah, all my poems are about fucking. Everything in this world is about fucking because it's all guys. (laughs) So I think this is a super realistic depiction of a world without women. (laughs) It's just fucking everywhere. It's just every and everything is like there's no movies that aren't about fucking there's no commercials that aren't pornos like everything is about fucking in this world yeah but it is yeah but also it's a very like wholesome wholesome heartwarming romance 
It is Honestly, very sweet that you do really want these two crazy kids to work it out in a way that I have not felt it with other books we've read where I've been like, oh, no, these people have real issues they need to get over, but ultimately will be really good together. Because there's also a, a bit of like a dominant submissive thing with like alphas and omegas, which I guess is not particularly surprising, but... Where because a lot of the story is that like Vale has been on his own for 35 years. And then once you get to 35, he sort of is like, well, I'm never going to find my alpha because it's the sort of thing like just then all of a sudden some 19 year old is bending you over in the library. Like there's no lead up to that. So he's like, it's never going to happen. His boyfriend is only his boyfriend because his boyfriend had an Omega who died in childbirth or we just don't i think it's revealed that it's childbirth yes so they're sort of together just as a like well here we are we like get along and also oh we haven't talked about okay wait i'll finish this and then what we need to talk about and so it is a realistic thing of like how sometimes you have organized your life in such a way and then when somebody comes to disrupt that it's not so easy as being like oh great now i'm in a couple like there is a period of being like okay now i have to reorganize and recenter my life and that is good and that is bad and there are things i miss and things i'm excited about and i don't think i've ever seen that really portrayed in a romance as realistically yes <laughs> as it was in this empreg and I was really into it because I'm like, yeah, I get where Vale is coming from. It's hard. I, and you want it and you don't want it. Yes. And you w- you're happy it happened and you kind of wish it never happened. I am a total Vale. You are a Vale. Like, I am so, like, about the things that I'm about and what I like to do at this point that mm-hmm. if some girl grabbed me at the strand and bended me over the new release table, I would be like okay, what's happening now? Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that would be one of those things where I'd say, this is kind of cool, but also like, then I'm not going to go to see like three movies a week. Is that what's happening? Like I really felt for him, but I also felt that pool he had for like, wow, this is a chance at something way deeper and it's sacrificing my routine. And is it worth it? And am I used goods at this point? Like Mm -hmm. there's a really, yeah, it's like, so Vale, okay, you were going to say something. Oh, okay. So the thing that I do also think we need to talk about is omegas and heat. Yeah, okay. Okay. Exa- because, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was right. going to talk about heat. There is something about some way that they are now able, they have uteruses is or wombs, is that. But it's like in their colon? Everything, they have it out the butt. Yeah. Is how they have the baby. So. Even, yeah, but there's something about when they're in heat, basically what's happening is like their uterus is like dropping. So it's possible to get pregnant. And also, um, so all omegas go into heat and apparently it lasts like a few days. It's basically like their periods, only it's, they're just get so insanely horny that they just want to fuck everything. And it's to the point where it's like uncomfortably horny and they basically need a giant alpha cock to make it feel better. They have yeah. dildos that aren't as good as alpha cocks, but I'm like, make the dildos they're bigger. Called, they're like, called alpha dildos. Yeah. There is also a solve for this, but, but the government is very controlling. So the government doesn't want to give you alpha dildos that are big enough because they want you to have babies. Right. And there are condoms, but they are like purposely shitty condoms because <laughs> the government's like, we want babies so do whatever you want. I mean, so like, you know, get pregnant any way you can. And so, and also if you, which is also true, like if you delay your period, which like you can do, it comes back with the vengeance. And so if you delay your heat, it comes back 
in an insane way where you just like basically go mindless with just like needing to get fucked constantly to the point where they're like two, three men alphas are not enough for one Omega in this delayed heat. And that's what's happened to Vale is he went into this insane. He went to the Bowery and I was like, oh, so this is please in a future New York City. <laughs> yeah. And gets fucked so many times he ends up pregnant doesn't know whose it is and has an abortion which is highly illegal and dangerous yeah well it's done by his the how he met his boyfriend mm-hmm. uri uru i don't know uru. i was saying uru but i don't know gives him an abortion but botches it and he has scar tissue so now he can't necessarily have kids we don't know for sure if he can or not but it would be very dangerous it'd be very dangerous i think it's dangerous anyway to have a baby out of your butt yeah, yeah, but babies dangerous. are dangerous no matter what. <laughs> but I think it's like they're remember like, that kids, <laughs> but babies <laughs> be careful out there. Yeah, and so that's part of it too. Is Vale is also like I feel like in making this choice when I was younger, really sort of fucked it up for this person that I'm like coming to love. Yeah, and I am damaged goods. And they even say that is that he feels bad about something that wasn't even his choice. He was trying to use. Um, heat suppressions and and their government heat suppression so they're not working very well and it's all this the government is in the bedroom in this book in a very big way Mm -hmm. uh and not not for it not for it right well not unlike today yeah yeah well well and that's what i was gonna say so i'm gonna say a controversial statement oh gosh this book should be taught in schools and the reason i'm saying this is because I understand that women's bodies are controlled by people that don't have their best interests in mind. This is a fact, right? There's not adequate places for women to go for their care. And also it's prohibitively expensive in a lot of ways, right? If you got this book in the hands of people that don't understand that and it's men who are suffering because of it, that might change some minds. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but this book is written so well and they make you believe that a man who has an abortion and then believes that they are used goods is like still a person who can find love and it was not their fault. It was the fault of systems that are working against them. That would really resonate with a lot of guys. Now, there's a lot of butt fucking in it. And there's a lot of slick assholes and there's a lot of men jerking off on each other. So those things might be a barrier. But the other parts, I think, are super important for people who don't understand how much women are treated the way these omegas are treated in this world. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, yeah, I mean, that's sort of like an old argument. It's just like if men could get pregnant, there would be like abortions on demand. But, yeah, it is seeing, like, the dehumanization of these people Um, and also sort of the holding up of this thing that could be very dangerous because it's like Jason is a generous alpha. He's, like, a good person. Uh You can see how if he was a bad person that this would be very difficult. And if it's this sort of thing where this aeroscopy, you don't have a choice in it, that could be a much scarier situation. Yeah. You don't get to – yeah, he he ended up being a very nice – boy and Mm -hmm. a sweet boy and when he was like railing zane at first i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get behind this kid but he does end up being like a real i I think like a like you said like a real big-hearted sweet kid Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And Vale, I liked him too because he was like, I mean, like we said before, he's a guy who was set in his ways who had to learn that, you know, love could be an option for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) this book was really good. This was a great book for something that I thought was going to be, I was like not looking forward to it. Yeah, and how much do you think was it expectation then being subverted that made you like it more? Do you think there was a level of that or do you think it just a book that you would like no matter what your expectations were? I think it was a book I would just have liked. I think like from the beginning I was because it it does open with him and Zane having sex and it's a lot to start with. But I I don't know. From the beginning I I'm, like it was good. It was good writing. There's like a conversation going on right now on Twitter all about how people in the romance community don't put enough stock into just good writing because it's a maligned industry. A lot of the time people don't expect much. And it, you know, because of the things that are said about romance, that it is poor writing and just smut and all these things, then people, it seems like if within the community, we start saying, well, this is poorly written, then it's almost like giving other people ammunition to say this is poorly written. And we've read books that we've liked that I did not think were written well. But this is a well-written book by any way that you measure good writing or good novels, you know? And it's like an in- – in first part of me, and I think I said this to you earlier this week when we were talking about it, where I was like, it's so strange that she's such a great writer and has such control over the story and and every aspect of it that she start she's writing in this absolute like bonkers weirdo world, and then I had to be like, well, that's kind of not cool of me to say because this is something that she's interested in and this is something that she wanted to explore and it's as a writer she's able to do it wherever she wants and it doesn't mean that it's any less because it's a paranormal or because it's kind of like set in a strange universe. Yeah, I mean, I think excellent writers should live in all spaces and i think if this is a space where she can thrive that's awesome because i mean i haven't read a lot of other mpreg as we said this neither of us have read any other so maybe they're all extremely well-written books and we are just it it could be it could be but i doubt it but uh, we doubt it only because the bulk of of romance like any genre like spy like horror like anything there are writers that aren't as good, but you still read them because they give you that thrill or they give yeah. you that happy ending or they give you that, you know, but whatever I do you want find it, it strange. And I feel like we should be holding books, um, romance to the same um, standards that we hold any kind of writing because there are it, there are good and there are bad in every genre. You're not just going to say like, well, I read a really bad book of personal essays. So like Joan Didion is shit. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't do that. Right. It's insane. So you're not going to be like, well, I read this author and it was truly a poorly written book. So that means that Tessa Dare is no is no good, which is not true because she's a goddess and she's amazing. But I think that we should maybe within this podcast, which is sort of the only control we have over anything, is start really talking about this was poorly written or this was well written because i think it only helps the genre to elevate books that are well written you know yeah it's true Uh, the the thing with this podcast though in general is like it is if somebody has taken the time to write a book and it's from a place of love and 
wanting to spread love, it's harder to say this book is written badly. We, I mean, there's people who write romance in a mercenary fashion that I'm against, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm just going to cash in on these people who read this crap. And it's like, that is, you shouldn't think that way starting any sort of project. So when you sniff that st- kind of stuff out, I think it's perfectly okay to say that's badly written because they're trying to take advantage of a group of people that are just trying to enjoy a genre that they like. So maybe not saying that shit is written poorly, but I think, you know, books that are written well, we should really highlight. Yeah. And that's why we're, I think we do that. I think we do like go out of our way to say like, this was really well written. And I do think this is a very well written book. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and for, it was a tightrope walk for me because it, the, you know, the whole Mpreg thing, it seems crazy on, on the surface. And then the fact that it's, a lot of world building, which I really don't like. And we know this from, you know, everybody listening to this podcast, they know. <laughs> I just want the love. I want the romance. I don't need to know what the world is that they live in. I don't need to know if it has three moons or two moons or whatever. We don't right? know how many moons. We don't, well, it's a wolf, a wolf god, god, so there's got to be but at least one. we know nothing one. else about the wolf god, but we know a little bit about the government. There's like more strictly wolf god parties and less strictly Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, are you more of a wolf above party or are you a new wolf reform party? <laughs> <laughs> See, just even that little bit I love, where she's not like, here are the platforms where she's like, here's some names of something, fick on, figure it out. Yeah. And, and it was perfect. And neither of them are completely conservative or completely liberal. Like, even the reform still don't really recognize Omega rights as much as some Omegas want. And there's even a thing about um, new, uh, new school Omegas where the circle pin mm-hmm. and uh, Pater... Is that his name? Pater? So instead of mother and father, it's it's, Pater. It's Pater and father. Yeah. So Pater, who is Jason's father, does not wear the pin Mm because he's old school. Now, I don't know if he's wolf above. I don't think he is. I think they're pretty liberal. But it's it's interesting that there's those little things in here that I thought was so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, I do think this is a must read. As much mm-hmm. as most people who listen to this podcast probably would listen to this before they would read it. Do you know what I mean? Unless somebody's reading along with everything we do, which, God bless you. It's hard for, for us to It's hard for us to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're barely doing what the, yeah, the highest order of fan would do. But Yeah. And also the podcast is about dabbling in stuff, so mm-hmm. they don't have to read it. Maybe they'll read this now because we liked it so much. Like, I, there's a sequel with uh uru and xantic and i really want to read I, that I, know, I, so good. I read i read what the next book was and i never do that you i never, never i never do that um <laughs> because i like to maintain my virginity mm-hmm. uh but i read that and i was like i'd read that book yeah because the thing that the thing that's funny about this world is so you know alphas can't there's basically like homosexuality even though like technically everyone is a male uh-huh um so because Zan is an alpha who basically likes wishes he was an omega, likes being in dominated. that position, dominated, he's has the potential to be ostracized and it's like kind of scary because it can be very dangerous for him if people find this out. He was non uh, unman- unmanned. Unmanned. And um and yeah, and so it's interesting just like what that would be like too. It's it's the way that she spins out the universe is so interesting. Um, we were because you texted me about uh, Zan, and well, we were texting about this book, what and you were, you just said 
poor Zan. And I was like, I know, poor Zan. Because he is like, but also he's kind of a dick to Vale, mm-hmm. but he's really a good true friend because he comes to give blood because he is Wolf C, blood oh, yeah. type. Everything's just wolf in front of it. But our blood types aren't God, A. No. But anyway, but but I think the assumption is that there are uh the the genetically the omegas have been genetically altered to have wolf dna in them i think everyone has been altered to have wolf dna because they growl at each other a lot or they bare their teeth at the very least right well and also like the nodding thing that comes from dogs Mm -hmm. as we know from fury and um i'm so knowledgeable now more i'm so this book made me realize how much knowledge i've acquired in this podcast and i love it (laughs) So I do think everyone has now wolf DNA. I don't know why there couldn't be female wolf. That, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so. Um, so do betas have wolf? They DNA? have to. Because the thing is, is like you have a baby and you don't know if it's going to be alpha, omega or beta, beta. Which is the worst you can have. I mean, I don't, betas seem to have it like pretty okay. Betas have it cool, but the alphas and the omegas run in a circle that the betas don't run in. Right. Um. So there's a lot of so basically like you're supposed to have as many children as possible. And we don't have an insight into like are there like the Duggars of the Omegaverse where they have like 12 children or 20 children. We only really know about people with single that are single children. Well, because it seems like having a child is very dangerous Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people can have a ton of kids. Yeah. And so we sort of find out that Jason's parents have been using abortificants so that they can't. Like, if he does conceive because they know it's going to be so dangerous because he almost died when he gave birth to Jason, and then they find out he's pregnant again. And there is this, like, really, like, almost I teared up talking about how Jason's pater is just like, well, I want to have it. And if this baby has survived this long, then, like, let's see what happens. Because it was fighting the uh, the drugs, mm-hmm. these illegal drugs that they got, which they could get thrown in the slammer for, yeah, which was a big thing for Vale because he was like, well, I could – bond with this kid and then the family because Vale has to give up pretty much all his stuff because he's an Omega to an Alpha and everything he would get would be from that family and if that family gets uh, like torn apart by you know uh, being jailed he would lose pretty much everything Yeah, because I don't think he his allowance he couldn't get an allowance from people who are in jail because mm-hmm. you get an allowance even if you don't bond which is pretty cool you get an allowance if you are Ariscape and then the Alpha decides he doesn't want a contract with you. He wants a contract with somebody else that you get a money from them because you're basically never allowed to have sex with any other Alpha. Yeah. For the rest of your life. It's like a bum deal, I think. It is a bum deal. Um, But, yeah. There, we could, we could, re- I mean... There's so much to go into about this book. Oh, well, the thing is when his father, so his father then starts having a miscarriage. It's very dangerous. He's like, maybe going to die. It's really stressful. And then he, like, this is another big thing. So then Vale is in heat and he doesn't want Jason to know because he's not going to sign the contract because he decided it's better for Jason if he's not part of it. They end up calling Jason. He comes over and basically like fucks Vale through his heat, which is during his Fa- his, his father, father is dealing with the mis- yeah, yeah with the miscarriage and his Potter. I, I loved also the point of like oh when omegas are in heat they only eat like a teeny tiny amount because they need their colon to be free and i was like what a thing to think of <laughs> and then also 
along with all the butt action that happens, they also still shit out of their butts. Yeah. That's insane. That is too much. That is too much of that. It's too much for that to handle. Yeah, you were really asking a lot of the colon in the Omega verse. Because I was thinking not to be like I was I was like thinking about that the whole time. I was like, what well, do they still poop? And then, you know, the author mentions, yes, they do, because they don't eat a lot when they're in heat so that they can just pack the butthole. Yeah. I was like, this is uh, like she had everything covered, number mm-hmm. one. But also I was just like, it's too much. It's too much with that. You've got mm-hmm. to do something else with the waste if the, that's going to be the main entry point. It just seems like they'll evolve to have some other way to get rid of waste that doesn't involve the main sex passage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they got to tweak that. <laughs> the, the, whoever is doing the DNA got to tweak a little bit. Yeah. But so basically his father ends up surviving because they call Uru and Zan gives him blood and everything is okay. But that entire time Jason is with Vale and they are basically just like having sex the whole time. Even though it's intense, that's all it is. And then when he comes back when, after the heat is over and he comes home and he, like, feels really guilty because he's like, my father was going through something, but I had to go do something else that ultimately I got joy from. Yeah, I was out rutting. I was out rutting and it seemed really unfair and he feels like it's almost a betrayal to his potter. And it's like, yeah, that's also something, too, that it's hard. when a, If a family member is sick or something, then you feel guilty anytime that you are having fun. And it's that's a part of life, too, is... The, the joy and the sadness. And I think it was really interesting to also have that covered, which was like an insane thing as well. And the pater says that to him and says, you shouldn't feel bad just because life has bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. Good things can happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so profound. Like there's so many lessons to be learned in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Teach it in schools. Teach it in schools. You know what? Just have like a censored copy. Yeah. Take it'll out, be 35 pages it'll long. It'll be 35 pages and it'll be great. Did, did Kids need to read Where the Red Fern Grows. No. Right? Red Badge Again, of I Courage. Said, nobody Come needs on. to read, I mean, any Hemingway. I'm just going to say it. I'm an anti. Yeah, you're anti, you're anti Hemingway. We know this. I love Steinbeck. Keep Steinbeck. Kill Mockingbird. Gotta keep it. Keep To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. We don't need A Brave New World and 1984. No, pick we're, one. It's the same, we're retreading same ground. 84, Slow Heat. Those mm-hmm. are the two now. Yeah, perfect. We're going to talk about future, imagine future worlds. Yeah. Here we go. Got two. An- Animal Farm. Come on. You only need one Orwell. D- don't give this guy any more juice than he already has. Right. And also, like, communism is bad. Like, we can get it. We don't we need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. We Just put it on the it. board and then say, here, instead of Animal uh, animal Farm. Did I say Animal House the first time? Because I feel no, like you I said did. Animal, animal Farm. farm. Animal, animal Farm, just be like, communism is bad. Now we're going to read Slow Heat. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Policing people's bodies, also bad. And we're going to learn about that in Slow Heat. Yes. We learn none of that from any of these books written by old-ass white guys. Yes. Also, Lord of the Flies. Children are evil. We know. We're children. Let them watch Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Better version. Hunger Better Games version. is great. All right. Professor Patty's in the in a rare appearance in this. Uh, Professor Patty now, I mean, but yeah. Producer Patty <laughs> editorializing mm-hmm. uh, with his thumbs. He loves all those books. Uh, all right. Well, fine. 
Well, you know how many of those books you lifted in those boxes that you carried uh, when I moved? <laughs> That's a different finger. That ain't a thumb. Mm. That's so, I see a little birdie. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, it's great. Everything. Okay. We need an after show for this. <laughs> we need experts. We need a couch. We need a panel. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, also let a Blake Litch put out a thing. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. We would love to talk to you. We would, an interview, you can call in. We're in New York. Come on by. Absolutely. Swing by. We would. We have so many questions, and we would have a great time. Her mind is fascinating. Yes. Uh, her skill is awe-inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, like, the tightrope walk that she did is just, like, I can't even say. This is why I do this podcast, to find stuff like this that I would never, ever read. Mm-hmm. For any reason other than because of this. Me, like I would have never picked this book up and I'm so happy I did. And it is a book that stays with you. It does. Would you fuck them? Yeah. Could you fuck them? I don't exist in this universe. So <laughs> it would be very, I would show up and they'd be like, what is happening? Do you strap on the alpha dildo? Oh. And take down San? Do you take down Jason? Do you take down Val? Do you take them all down in a row? All in heat. I would have no. I would fuck both of them. Thanks. Vale and Jason. Yes. Okay. I don't know about Zan. Uru probably. I I liked Uru at the end. Probably at the end I would, but he was there was something skeevy about him. Oh, but I then loved it all out, of his posturing and stuff. I it was so okay, like underhanded. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't like that. He seemed mm. too uh, stuffed for me. Okay. Stuffed shirt for me. Um, Jason's a little young. Okay, well, yeah. But uh, no, I'm just saying for me. Um, uh, me, I would not fuck an actual 19 year old. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's Stop. fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> for me, Jason is a little young. I do feel like in a few years he'll be like awesome, and then I would, but not right now. Vale, very similar to myself. So maybe not. Just because of the similarities, although he was, you know, no, Vale, I would, you I would, would fuck Vale, I'd fuck Vale, I'd fuck. It's not Zane, uh, Zan because I, there's a lot of stuff going on there that he needs to work out. Yeah, and he's also very, very young. I'm trying to think who else, all, all the other friends. Um, I don't, you know, Potter's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed very sweet. Like yeah. he seemed very gentle. So I, probably him. Uh, the father, Jason's father, no, no, Yule, I'm not. He he seemed like the most upper crusty of the, and he wasn't even all that rich. No, for the way he acted, I wanted him to be richer. Like he should have had a he should have had a private plane. Rich, he he yeah. had too much attitude for somebody who just has like a big house. Yeah, yeah. So, are you ready for Goodreads list? Oh, I'm always ready for Goodreads list. <laughs> oh no, my paper it fell. I'm slick for the Goodreads lists. <laughs> <laughs> the the big thing about this universe, I'm a very clean guy. I like to take showers. If I was <laughs> if I was an Omega, it'd be a nightmare. All the slick, all the slick. And but we have a, all these pads now that there are no women. So like, I don't understand. Just like pop a panty liner. But I don't want to have to. I mean, I don't want to have to deal with slick. Is what I'm saying at all. Well, the thing is too, because they talk about it like it's it's a lubricant for your asshole. Yes. 
and obviously like women also self-lubricate but it's not like you ever get that wet as a woman that you're like i need it this is a problem these guys did no these guys did but it's just funny that you would just like keep getting slick to a point where but you're but it's also both ends because there's several times where People are just in class ejaculating in their pants. Oh, there's so much ejaculation. There's so much. Everybody's just coming all over the place all the time. And omegas can still come out their dicks. Yes. Because it's, it's like a uh, remnant from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodreads list. <laughs> this episode is going to be 12 hours long. Yes. All right. Best MM romance in non-shifters Omegaverse. Yes, a hundred. I mean, we've only read one, but also yes, a hundred percent yes. And thank you that there's no shifter involved in this. Yeah, we have a hard time. Yeah, gay alpha beta omega dynamics. Yes, non shifter mpreg romances. Yes, male male nodding. Of course, male male romance with older sub and or receptive characters. Yes, because he's a thirty five year old sub and a nineteen year old dom. <laughs> A gay romance that features teachers, professors, tutors. Absolutely. He's a professor. See, these lists are, these are the lists. These people know what list these, this book belongs on. Best male, male kink fetish books of 2017. I would agree. Best gay romance with forced arranged marriage mating bonding. There, it's it's it arranged by the wolf god. Yeah. So who are we to question the wolf god? No. But we need to start saying Wolf God when instead of Oh My God, we need to just try to bring it by in. Wolf God. They yeah. always say by Wolf, by the Wolf God. Yeah, yeah. we'll say oh, wolf, God. wolf God. Oh, Wolf God. You kidding me with this? Wolf God. <laughs> but I do think that um, is it, I guess it is forced. Well, it's forced w- or arranged. Okay, forced or arranged, it is true. Arranged. arranged. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, there was uh, there was a lot more, but they're all just sort of like empreg romances. So the same thing, them, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm not going to write everyone down. There was like three or four pages of them. Okay, good. That's <laughs> all I wanted to hear. So, what are your tropes? Um, age difference we've mentioned before, nineteen and thirty-five. Um, alpha on alpha sex, which we had in this. Mm-hmm. Alpha and omega sex imprinting. Faded mates, government in the bedroom, mm. big time, um, slick butts, nodding. I do love how whatever it is, they just say asshole and anus. And yeah. For some reason, that did just tickle me. I know. I, I didn't want to be juvenile, but it, it did tickle me every time as yeah. well. Um, and then coming on wood floors. There's several times that these guys just come on wood floors. Which, which is the easiest to clean. It is the easiest to clean, but you got to make sure you clean it up because otherwise you're going to stain that floor. Mm. And I feel like since like it's a men's only world, there, there's probably a lot of cum stained wood floors out there. And I think that's probably a really good opportunity for somebody to come in and be like, I renovate floors. I get rid of cum stains. I, you know, I redo your wood floors after you come on them. This is this is like a big business in this world. So that's what I would be if I was in this world. Just like I, a jizz contractor. I would be a jizz contractor. I'd be like, where'd you get the jizz? What, what do you need me to do? New curtains? I got you new curtains. I'll get rid of these jizz. You want to keep the jizz curtains and make a shirt out of it? That's fine, but I can replace the curtains. And so I just, I felt, I, 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 there were several times where they jizz on wood floors and I thought, this is an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
What are your tropes, Erin? Yeah. Uh, so I had Faded Mates, Omegaverse, May, December, Animals and Romance, because there's a cat named Zephyr who really is doing a lot of work in this. Uh, close Friends, Nodding, Dom Sub, Teacher Hero, Paranormal, Alternate Future. Yeah. So it did take place in the future, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. It must have. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. It is. A, I do feel like we've said not enough about it and also a lot. I feel like there's a lot of people that are totally confused with all the language that we used. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> read the book. Read the book and then you will know it all. Yeah. I think this is a book that we spoiled that will still not make sense <laughs> if you just listen to the podcast. Yeah. This is a book we've spoiled for you, but still read it and you'll get the same amount of pleasure out of it. Mm-hmm. All right, Clayton, what has you swooning this week? Well, Aaron, thanks for asking. What I'm swooning about is another podcast. I know. People can listen to... I don't think that we should... We don't give enough content for 24-7. So yeah. People, you, I guess, listen on the podcast. We, yeah, as I was going to say, we understand that you're going to listen to other podcasts, and we're okay with that. We're not a jealous podcast, and especially a podcast that is nothing like our podcast, which mm-hmm. is what this one is. It's called Get Rich Nick... And it's uh, a podcast that has Nick Turner, very, very funny comedian, mm-hmm. and Nick Vatterot, ve- another very, very funny comedian. And it's a podcast about them trying get-rich-quick schemes. Mm-hmm. So they try to give plasma. They try to become extras. They have a lemonade stand, all these funny things mm-hmm. where they're trying to make some cash. It's more like it's It's more like how do you make quick money, not necessarily get rich, but – it's they're very funny guys and it's the concept i think is really really funny it's coming out on earwolf so this is like a legitimate podcast this is like the big leagues um nick is a guy that i know Uh, nick turner is a guy that i know he's been on my other podcast how to watch movies super funny dude and it's a really funny podcast you can go and what i would say is subscribe to it rate and review it and support two funny comedians trying to make a buck Mm-hmm. Get Rich Nick on Airwolf. Subscribe, rate, review, check it out. It's really funny. They're great dudes. So yeah, go do it. Awesome. I agree. So that's your swoon too? No. Double swoon? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Aaron, what are you swooning about? Um, So I'm swooning about an amazing TV show on HBO. It is called Succession. It is... You love TV. I love... I fucking love tv i love books yes books and tv are my favorite things i like movies um you love movies i was complaining to pat about how i felt like i was overwhelmed with too much to do and i was like and i have this and i have this and i have this and then you know i also just want to watch tv (laughs) i was feeling sorry for nobody (laughs) i was genuine about it (laughs) were you like lying on the couch with your arm over your head, and you were just like, and I got in succession, came back. I, know, I just need to watch TV. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, succession. So it's a show on HBO. The The second season just started. Um, and I watched the pilot, and I didn't love it, but then I kept watching after that. And it is one of the best written, so funny, so sharp. It is truly an amazing series. So well done. And, um, so the second season just started and it's only like the first one or two episodes in. Um, but I would say if you're looking for a new show to watch, it's amazing. 
it is one of those shows where everyone is a truly horrific person. Like, there's no one to root for in it, which I also find really funny because you don't want anyone to win. Um, watching Succession is where I came up with my philosophy of the 100% inheritance tax because they are also awful. And it is basically about this man who built up a media empire and he is deciding which one of his children he's going to leave it to. Um He's a horrible person because he's been pitting his children against each other since they were basically born because he doesn't want them to all be able to come together and then take over the company from him. Everyone is constantly doing little machinations. People are truly with varying degrees of being good at it. Uh, Matthew McFadden is in it, and he was, as everyone knows, Darcy in 2005, The Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. And he is so funny and so the opposite of Mr. Darcy that it is just a joy to watch that. Um, so I love Succession. I love TV. But watch Succession. You won't regret it. It is so funny and so good. So that's my swoon. Cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, so everybody, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. It's how people find us. People have been writing us really lovely reviews. So thank you so much, everyone who has taken the time. Um, if you want to email us about the Omegaverse, about you know books you want to recommend anything you can always email us at learning the tropes podcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at learning tropes and on instagram we're at learning the tropes um as always we have our facebook group learning the tropes troop which is really fun we always let you know um our books early so always check there um because next episode is our september preview episode so it's when you're going to hear the books that we're doing for the month of september we have some really great ones i'm excited we have one that's been recommended to us a ton and so i'm excited to announce that one if you're in the learning the tropes troop facebook group you already know what all the books are because we've already released them there um so yeah that's that Thanks, everybody, for taking the time to listen to us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.